Welcome to the Nourishing Place podcast. My name is Kelly Newton. I'm an intuitive spiritual guide on a mission to support the collective in reconnecting with spirit, healing from the inside out, and bridging the gap between the spiritual and physical realms. I will be bringing you interviews, tools, chats, and resources designed to empower you as you expand into who you truly are. I am so excited and grateful that you tuned in today. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Nourishing Place podcast. Today, I have Marcy Gunning with me, and she is a certified breathwork facilitator. We dive into what breathwork is, the different types of breathwork, and how you can start to incorporate a supportive practice into your life. Our body stores emotions and trauma, and we talk about how breathwork can help us to release that and just really support us on our journey. We touch on motherhood and how breathwork has been supportive for not only Marcy, but her children as well. Marcy is the creator of The Break Breathwork. And after she had a profound experience during an unexpected breathwork session, she was inspired to become a certified pause breathwork facilitator to support women align their energy with their aspirations, one breath at a time. Marcy is also a doctor of physical therapy, and she combines her experience as a physical therapist with her training in breathwork in order to help her clients learn to use their breath and their bodies to release that stored stress and trauma and feel more aligned, healthy, and at peace. I am so excited for you to dive in today. I have linked in the show notes Marcy's Instagram as well as a playlist that she has for breathwork in case you're interested in doing it at home. I know that she offers online as well as in person. So check her out at The Break Breathwork. Let's get started. Hi, Marcy. Welcome onto the podcast. Hey, Kelly. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for joining me. Well, I know that you do a lot of things, but what we're here to talk about today is breathwork and you are a certified breathwork facilitator. I would love for you to just introduce yourself and like kind of what got you into facilitating breathwork and the type that you facilitate. Okay, cool. So like Kelly said, my name is Marcy. I facilitate, I'm trained in a type of breathwork called called PAUSE, um, and that's where I was certified. It has two different forms of breathwork that I'm trained under. One is meditative and one is integrative. So meditative is kind of taking on a breathwork journey. It's a transformative transformative breathwork class where you really, um, your breath and your body work together to kind of clear any energy that is stuck or maybe no longer needs to be there and welcome in new energy. You might experience a transformative shift during that session or go on a type of journey. And then integrative breathwork, the second part that I teach is like the home exercise program of breathwork. So that's the small little bursts of exercise, breathwork exercise you can do in between those longer sessions to kind of create a carryover or an in the moment shift in your energy. They're like a quick hit type of exercise. Um, so if you needed a breathwork to increase your energy on your way to go do, go into a big meeting or to go into a big workout, you could do a quick three minute exercise. Or if you wanted a quick breathwork exercise to help you get into your body, to tap into your intuition, um, but didn't have 20 minutes to go into a meditative session, you could do a quick one minute exercise to help you connect to your body. I teach those two different kinds of breathwork. Um, And then in terms of your other question, how I got into breathwork was totally by accident. I'm going to try to tell the shortest version of this story that still gives information, (laughs) but I was 
I am a physical therapist and I was a physical therapist back in 2018. I knew that I was feeling called to kind of make a shift in my career, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to shift it to. I thought I wanted to go into health coaching. And so I convinced my husband to let me go to this conference. I live in Connecticut on the East Coast of the United States. I convinced my husband to watch, we had three children at the time, to watch them so I could go to this conference to learn about health coaching and meet this one mentor I was very interested in working with. Uh, it was a three-day conference in San Diego. So I went to San Diego and on waited patiently till day three to meet this woman. And on day three, the agenda started with meditation and yoga on the rooftop of this hotel in San Diego. So I was like, okay, amazing. I'm going to go get my workout done. And then when everyone else is meditating, I'm going to plan out my day because meditation doesn't work for me, but that's okay. Like it's going to be chill. I'm going to get to get tan on this rooftop, get a great workout. And then I'm going to meet this woman. Her name was Samantha Scully. It's like, I cannot wait to meet her. Um, she specifically coached women with eating disorders. That's part of my personal story. So I was like really feeling like this was a fit. Anyways, flash forward, we do the yoga and out comes Samantha and I start panicking. I'm like, oh no, she starts saying she's going to, we're not going to do meditation. We're going to do breath work. And I'm not panicking about the breath work. I don't even know what breath work is. I'm panicking because I convinced my husband to let me leave my three children at home with him across the country so I could learn about health coaching from this woman. And she isn't here to talk about health coaching. She's here to teach this meditation. Uh, so I'm like, how am I going to explain this to him? I messed up so badly. Uh, but I start, she starts facilitating the breath work, telling us what to do. And I just start doing it because I'm a rule follower and I um, am following the instructions to breathe. And slowly my body starts to calm down. And all of a sudden my head is a lot more clear. And about 20 or 30 minutes later, I couldn't even tell you, um, I was ugly crying on this rooftop in San Diego, thinking what just happened to me? Like what just happened to me? I've never experienced anything like this. I had gone into this session with zero expectation, right? I thought it was a meditation. I thought meditation doesn't work for me. I also thought I had royally messed up this huge, you know, trip across the country, probably hurt my marriage. But then 30 minutes later, I realized like, this is exactly where I was supposed to be. And this is exactly why I was so called to go to San Diego. It wasn't because I need another health coaching certification, right? I'm already a PT and can health coach. Um, it was because I needed to experience this personally. It was the biggest physical release um, of so much that I didn't even realize my body was holding on to. And from that moment, I realized like, I need more of this. I need to be working on my nervous system as well as my physical body. The change that I'm craving isn't an external shift. It's not a new job. It's an internal shift and have some things that are ready to come up to the service and ready to get out of my body. Yes. Yes. I think too, like what I love about that story is your intuition and you being so called to go to San Diego that you had to go there. And our ego will tell us like whatever we need, not our ego, like, well, kind of our ego, our logic mind will be like, Hey, this is why you have to go there. But our, our intuition is like, we have to go. Who cares why? But our ego is like, and it's because you're going to become a health coach. And so you follow that. Like, you know, they can't work together. You follow yeah. that thinking that makes sense. And then it's like, wait, no. And you just kind of fell into it so beautifully. Um, and you were just like, oh yeah, this makes complete sense because you followed your intuition, even when you didn't know why, but even though you thought you had a reason, you know, but you just flowed with it. Like you didn't even stay stuck on the health coaching thing, which I just, I love those stories. Yeah. I did not see it coming. 
but it was just such a deep knowing once it happened. And at that point in time, I wasn't even so good at trusting my intuition. So I think you're right. Like I needed a socially acceptable reason to leave my three small children behind and go across the country by myself. You know, as, as a mom, that's not always an easy move to make in the eyes of the people around you. There can be judgment. You might need a valid excuse to do so. And um, I know that I, for me, it was just a gift that my brain thought I needed more information, that my, the solution to my happiness was a career change and my body and my intuition just knew better. Right. Yes. And also just to say that uh, mothers out there, please take trips away from your kids if you feel called. And who cares if anyone shames you for that? <laughs> Right. Absolutely. That's I mean, that's a, that's a lesson that I've learned. And I mean, Kelly and I connected on a trip that we were on solo without our families. So it's something I still do and definitely still follow my intuition. Yes. Too. yes I love that. There's just so many like juicy pieces that literally that experience could be like three episodes, but I'm digressing here. Okay. Integrating it. So that's my next question. So the breath works that you teach the transformative and integrative, right? That's the two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the main is the main difference that one is longer and one is shorter or are the actual breathwork patterns different? Both. So, and so it's definitely both the long for the longer sessions. I teach two different breath patterns, um, transformative sessions, and they are longer. It's for it to be transformative. It's usually 15 minutes or longer, and it could be from 15 minutes to three hours. I personally do not or have not yet facilitated one that long. I really um, choose the duration of the sessions based on my client's energy and their nervous system when I'm in session with them. And for a group session, I really round out the average and we stick it to about between 20 and 40 minutes. Um, I have two breath patterns that I use for those sessions as of right now. One is more gentle on the nervous system. I always recommend this for someone who's trying breath work for the first time because we're not trying to throw our bodies into shock. Um, I also recommend it for anyone whose nervous system is feeling more sensitive in the moment. So I personally will oscillate back and forth between the two patterns, um, the more gentle and the um, stronger pattern based on what my body needs in the moment. And I encourage my clients to go back and forth too. And one thing always reminding my clients with these two breathwork patterns is stronger is not better. Harder is not better. It's not a progression of, I learned the easy one. I got good at it. And then I do the harder one. It's actually, you're going to get the best experience. If you check in with your body before every session and ask yourself, what do I need today? Where am I at today? And if you honor that and can kind of get out of your ego and thinking like, oh, harder, faster, stronger is better. Or, oh, I, I did that one last time and I achieved this feeling. I need to chase that again. If you can forget all of that and just say, I'm going to have the best experience. If I listen to my body, ask it what it needs and honor that, then you're always going to have a positive breathwork experience if you're not forcing anything. Yes, I love that. I think so when I first discovered breathwork, it was a couple of years ago. And I was like, no, like I was like, this is not for me. I hate this. Uh, I felt so much resistance around it. I couldn't ever sit through a whole session. But um, I think it's because I was one of the reasons, uh, many reasons, but I was trying to keep up with the facilitator. And I felt like I had to keep up with the pattern and go harder and deeper and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's not what I needed. So now when I do it, I just go at my own pace. Even if I have a facilitator who is like, okay, if you want to take it a little bit um, faster now or a little bit deeper, I'm like, maybe, maybe not. Right. Absolutely. So to your point, like in my sessions, uh, there's two roles. One is say yes to yourself 
so if we're breathing as this and I'm like prompting, but you're like, oh man, I am really hot right now. I need it. I wish I could take my sweater off. I wish I could sit up and take my sweater off. Please sit up and take your sweater off. You are not going to ruin your experience. Every time you listen to your body, you deepen the relationship of trust with your body, which is only going to make the session stronger. Oh, my bra is so tight. I can't breathe. Unhook your bra. I need a sip of water. Take that sip of water. Say yes to yourself. And rule number two is say no to me. So if I am offering an invitation and it doesn't feel like a yes to your body, say no to me. You don't have to say it out loud. You can, of course, that's always welcome uh, in breathwork too. You can always say no, thank you, or no way, or anything much stronger. Whatever comes out of your mouth is fully acceptable. But say I'm saying, okay, I'm going to invite you to go 10% deeper now, to breathe 10% deeper, to add this intention to your breath. If that doesn't feel like a yes, don't do it. And it's not going to mean I failed. I couldn't do the session all the way. I couldn't keep pace. Uh, it's going to mean I honored myself. That means I did, you know, I did great today. It means I got the best session possible. It's such a shift for those of us who are rule followers, who are type A, who want to do the best job possible. Um, to think that it's okay to skip a breath. It's okay to just stop doing it for a few minutes and then keep going. And that that doesn't make the session worse than before, or it doesn't mean you're doing a bad job. If you're honoring your body, you're doing the, you're going to have the best session. Yes. There's so much value in, in that for like literally everything, like taking that to everything in your whole life. Um, I love that. And I also think that I love that you're like, say no to me. You're so right too about like <laughs> the perfectionism or like if we've had challenging relationships with our bodies in the past or with food in the past, like every time we do like listen to ourselves and support our body, that connection does. It just gets so much more loving and because um, we're really working with, with our bodies. Like it, for me, I look at us as like, almost two entities, but like living in the same space. I don't know. It's, that is like maybe a weird concept, but like, she needs this, my body needs this, you know? And, um, I have, yeah, multiple things and, um, where I want to support my body, you know? And I love that. I remember you said to me on the retreat, you even said, just say yes to your body, say yes to your body. And I was like, yeah, that's so right. Like, what does my body need? So I love that in your classes, you're really like pushing for that. So it's not even just the body work, and maybe people have this massive transformational shift, or maybe they don't. I think every time is different, but no matter what, whether it's subtle or really mind-blowing, I think it's always shifting. But even just the pattern breaking that that can instigate, like I can stop breathing right now just because I, I okay, please don't stop breathing. I can stop doing the breathwork pattern right now just because I want, or just because, just because I need a sip of water, or I want to take off my sweatshirt, or I just want to lay here in the energy. And honoring that is just such a pattern shift that I love. Absolutely. There's so much power in that. And for so many clients that are working with me, regaining that power, regaining that sovereignty and that connection with their intuition, that trust in their body is their number one goal. Um, and so much of that happens just by the choices that you make throughout breath work. And you know what? If you miss a choice and you don't honor it, and you make the next yep. one, it's okay to you. It really like you, I'm always saying like in my sessions out loud, you can't mess this up. Like you cannot mess this up. Your breath and your body are so smart. They're going to do all of the work for you. As long as you're, you know, trying your best to honor what your body's asking for. Like, yes, I want to keep doing this. No, I want to take a pause, whatever it is. Then your breath and body are going to clear 
nothing more and nothing less than what you're ready to let go of. It's going to be exactly what it was meant to be. And then I don't think I fully answered your question. So like the small, the integrated breath work uh, can, is always shorter than 15 minutes and it can be several different styles of breath. So I don't stick to just two patterns. Like I have a breath that pattern that is really good for releasing anger, but it would not make sense to do it for 15 minutes straight. So there's some breath patterns that <laughs> are, do are great for short bursts. And I save those for the integration activities. They're not great in duration. They're not going to give you anything uh, if you do them for longer than three minutes. So I really use those breath patterns for the integrative activities. Okay. 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 That makes sense. Okay. So it's not like transformative is the only one you have to do with a facilitator. You can do both at home by yourself, like the transformative longer one and the shorter ones. Absolutely. Um, you can, you can, once you learn the breath patterns, I always recommend for the trans, the longer journeys at first doing them with a guided facilitator so they can support you with their energy. Of course you can search on YouTube and find different breathwork sessions and watch them. And you'll get a level of energy through that if it's a well-trained facilitator, but for your first longer session, I think it's so beautiful if you are able to, if you have access to either a one-on-one uh, virtual session or a group session in person or online where someone is giving you their loving energy throughout the session and holding you, holding space for you and support for you and can hold that space for you as you release and let things go. Integrative breathwork exercises, I think those ones are okay to try for, for the first time on your own. And in my sessions, usually I'll offer both. So we'll do the transformative breath and then I will teach an integrative exercise you can use to carry over in between sessions. And also I always share the playlists from my long sessions with my clients. So if they then want to take the transformative session and repeat it, they can use that same playlist, um, like access it off my Spotify so they can breathe longer on their own too. Ooh, I love that. Maybe will you share those with us and I can yes. put it in the show notes? <laughs> yeah, we can definitely put one, one of the breathwork playlists in the show notes. That's a fun idea. Cause then you can kind of get an idea. Um, like what breathwork music sounds like. That also is very specific to the instructor. Um, I always, when I'm making my playlist, I'm like thinking, I personally, like, for example, I love Taylor Swift. Sometimes there's Taylor Swift in my breathwork classes and I'll think, oh, this is polarizing. Like some people hate Taylor Swift. This might make them angry. And then I remind myself like, okay, cool. Then that's what they were meant to experience. It was meant to come up with, come up for them. If they went to my class and they heard uh, Karma by Taylor Swift and they were like, oh my gosh, I want to like rip my ears off. I hate this song. That's what they were meant to experience. Exactly. Yes, yes, that's so true. I love that. And really I just, yeah. It. Yes, exactly. Like you said, you're going to get nothing more, nothing less than what you get to release. Exactly. I, I know for me, like, if I'm at least doing a live, even if it's a virtual, in the beginning, that really helped me to actually get through it. Now I can either do a recording or I can just do it on my own. But definitely in the beginning, I was like, no. Or if like someone's here with me and they want to do a breath work together, I'm like, oh, yes. Like it helps me to finish out a longer session. But like 10 minutes, I can do it on my own. But if it's like a 40 minutes, I'm like, oh, this is hard to do alone. Um, there's that, you know, that that energy and the, even just a partnership. Like, like I did one once with a friend. Um, we were actually doing a ritual and... Um, before we lit the candles, we did the breath work and then we came back to the ritual and it helped me to stay to be like, okay, she's, she's still doing it. I'm still doing it. Not that I'm like, not that I want to say like we were doing it the same at all. And I like had my eyes closed, but I was just like, I can keep going. We're doing this together. Like this is a team unit. 
um, even though our experiences were totally different, if that makes any sense. It definitely makes sense. I, sometimes I do breath work with my husband and I mean, not that often when I can convince him to, or when we both have time, but we breathe completely differently. But when we do it together, it helps me to keep going for sure. Like it just makes me, lets me know, like I'm not alone also because like my, your eyes are closed when you're doing breath work or in the moment, but you can kind of lose track of time. So like two minutes, the first two minutes can feel like 10 minutes and then the next 10 minutes can feel like two minutes. So for me, it's always feels like safe and supportive to know there's someone right there with me if I'm breathing alone. Yes. Um, but I still like, even though I'm a breathwork facilitator and I can, I know I can just put on my playlist and breathe. I still try to find live classes or something, a recording of a session I know has a clear start and end point because it helps me know that I can turn off my brain, just listen to the cues and keep going. And I'll know when the start and end is. Right. That's what I do. I started making playlists. Uh, so I would know personally the start and end because I don't want to set a timer. So I just know the last song. And then I'm like, okay, we're done. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. Well, how can breath work help people to release trauma stored in the body? Okay, so this is really cool. And I my interest in this kind of started peaking during physical therapy school. I remember watching, I went to the University of Miami, which was a pretty advanced program at the time because they had an alternative therapies and not every doctorate program at the time had that class an alternative therapies class and they did cranial sacral therapy and myofascial release and I was you know a young grad and I really only knew about PT in the sense of like use your body to heal your body move your body to heal your body I watched the first energetic session be done with the myofascial and cranial and to me it looked like an exorcism I was like seven, it was like 18 years old when I went to grad school. I was so, no, 18. I was 23. I was so freaked out. (laughs) I've lost track of time. I was 21. Ignore me. I don't even know. I was 21. It doesn't matter. I, um, was watching this and my mind was blown. I didn't know what was happening. It looked like the girl was levitating off the table as they just worked so gently on her fascia. Like they weren't doing anything crazy. It was a regular physical therapy teacher, doctor, a professor at the college and she was shaking. She was releasing so much. And they explained to us like in this medical based medical school based program, like the body stores, your history, like your biology stores, your biography and your fascia specifically like holds on it holds on to trauma and tension and so much more than physical injury holds your stories. And that stuck with me. I, at the time, didn't think I could do, I was like, I'm not that kind of PT. I don't have that power. Like, I don't have those gifts, those skills. The person I practiced on in practicum didn't have a big revelation. So I was like, I'm not good at that, but that is so cool. Like I, and it really resonated with me. So flash forward to when I learned about breath work and I had my personal release with that. Um, Cause another portion of that story was, I had always had like hated to be touched. I was bad at hugging. And after that first breathwork session, I was ugly crying on this rooftop in San Diego and strangers were lining up to hug me because I was having this huge emotional release. And afterwards I realized like, how did those hugs not hurt? Like previously, anytime, even my, you know, my parents couldn't hug me. They'd make fun of me for it. They'd be like, what's wrong with you? Um, I used to have a boyfriend whose parents thought I was cold. They, he broke up with me because of it, because I couldn't, they were kissers and I couldn't tolerate physical touch. If someone touched me, 
um, and I didn't want it and I didn't, or didn't expect it, I would feel it on me for hours. So after that first breathwork session, when all of a sudden these strangers were hugging me and it felt safe and it felt good, I realized my body had released something physical inside of it. And I, again, had no expectation. I didn't know that was possible, but the PT brain in me was like, oh, hey, remember you learned in physical therapy school, like your body holds on to trauma. It holds on to emotion. It holds on to those experiences and it can be released. It doesn't have to be forever. Like I had seen that at 21 and imprinted on my brain, but I had never felt it personally until I experienced breathwork. So that's kind of what I mean when I say your breath and your body are going to do the work for you. You don't have to know what needs to be released, what's ready to be released. You don't get to control what portion of it comes up to the surface, but you trust that your body is so smart and it knows what, how much you're ready to let go of. Um, and exactly what you're ready to let go of in that moment, in that space um, with the people who are in the room with you, because your body's not going to choose to have a massive release of things that you don't want to release in front of a group of people in a group session that might only come up in a one-to-one -one session. But your breath, what it basically does is moves the energy in your body and it helps to allow some of that tension and trauma to come up to the surface and be released. <laughs> I love that. I have full body chills. Thank you for sharing that with us. I, yeah, I definitely have experienced that too, where I cry in so many breathwork sessions, even if I don't know what was released, yeah. but I just know crying is released for me. So that's so powerful. Um, and I'm so glad you had that experience. Do you see like how important it was for you to follow that guidance? Oh, my heart. Yes. Yeah. And like that, like crying, any emotion is normal during breathwork and your emotions don't have to match what's being released. So like you might start laughing hysterically and your body's releasing something, but it doesn't mean you had to release humor. Your body had something that was ready to release and laughing, crying, screaming, sighing, yawning. All of those are ways that our body converts energy, like to a science in a scientific way. Mm -hmm. That's all a release of energy. And one of the greatest gifts of breathwork is that you don't have to know what it is your body's letting go of. It just is letting go of it. And if you can allow that um, and loosen your grip and allow yourself to let go, it can come out in any expression of emotion, of physical release. So shake, sometimes it's shaking, sometimes it's tingling. Um, of like sometimes my clients will have a lot of tightness in their jaw and their jaw will just release during the session and relax. And that's all your body letting go without us necessarily knowing what it's letting go of. Sometimes you know, um, but sometimes you don't. And that's just a great gift from breathwork. Yay. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm curious, how has breathwork helped you in parenting and your motherhood journey? So I don't know how old you're, you said you had three kids at the time. So now you have four children, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'll oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say they're 11, seven, six, and three, the children. Okay. So you've had your breathwork, you first experienced breathwork then several years ago. 2018. Um, okay. when I first experienced it. So I, my youngest was one at the time I had at that time, I had a one-year-old and a two-year-old and then a five-year-old, maybe, I don't know. Um, but breathwork in motherhood has helped me in so many ways. And one of those is just what we talked about before that breaking of patterns. Um, I feel like, okay, let me think about how to say this. I feel like, um, a big part of raising daughters, my first three 
children are daughters and my last is a son. And I don't know yet how this applies to him. I'm sure it does. He's just only three. And I think I'm going to see the benefits of me breaking patterns and raising a son as well. It's easier to see in my daughters right now. Um, but when I'm coming up with something that's triggering to me, I can now have the ability to turn inwards to release that as a put and to shift that as opposed to reacting immediately. Um, because if you have children and I, for me, especially daughters, but if you have children, often they're mirrors of you and mm-hmm. they will bring up <laughs> a lot of triggers. So I, your gut reaction, my gut reaction is still, oh, and was to react, like to react that, um, but now I'm able to turn inwards often and process, reflect, pause, and then respond instead of reacting in my parenting, which I think for me has made one of the biggest differences. And the other is like breaking those patterns. So starting to honor my body, saying yes to my body, saying no when it feels like a no, and being able to model that for my daughters, because I feel like those are such important skills. Um, And I feel like the way that I was raised was very much like a good girl model of doing the right thing all the time and the right thing, uh, going back to like the start of our, this podcast episode, the right thing in other people's eyes is not necessarily what's right for you. Right. Like I'm the right thing in many people's eyes was not me leaving my husband home with my three children to go to San Diego or more recently, you know, leaving him home with four children to go to Tulum for a retreat, uh, with Catherine and Kelly. But now I know, and now I'm modeling for my daughters that the right thing to do, no one knows the right thing to do except for you, just you. And I don't know necessarily the right thing for them. They need to turn inward. They need to say, is this a yes for me? Or is this a no for me? Um, and to look beyond, uh, like what society wants, what others want, what they're, what I want as their mom. I have a child who really likes, like really wants to do what's going to make mommy happy. And I'm really trying to model for her. Like you, your number one priority is making you happy. And I think if I hadn't found breath work, I might have not grown in that way myself and embodied those skills myself. So I wouldn't have been able to pass them on to my children. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yes. I feel it. That's like, and there's just so much self-love in the experience of breathwork. And then you bringing it back and being like, hey, doing what's best for you. He, even like the healing path or whatever, like all of that is honoring us, which just helps our families and our kids and everyone around us. Yeah. And and I just, so important. I, I feel like, and then the same respect, like thinking back to those integrative exercises, it's really cute. And also just a proud moment to see my children coaching each other through it, like, it looks like you need to take a deep breath. It looks like you need to take a meta moment, a moment to yourself. Um, and they will prompt me too. They'll prompt me to those same things. Like, um, mom, it seems like you're pretty stressed out. Like, have you thought about doing any breath work? Like, have you created space for that? Like these are, we're having conversations in our home about mindset and about self love and self care, like not painting your nails, self care, but taking a breath, self-care, creating space, self-care. And these conversations are happening at 11, seven, six, and mm-hmm. like even my three-year-old knows about breath work and breathing yes. and stress management. And to me, like, you know, self-care and self, that's like such a topic too. It's like, that is going inward is self-love, right? Like saying yes to your body is self-love, you know, like all that stuff is like, 
it's so it's building those connections and teaching them even just like how to love themselves because I just feel like that wasn't really taught to me like how to do that I've really been I've been doing a writing piece on this about self-care versus self-love and like what's the end goal of the self-care and like you know just it just gets my mind going too because I think self-love is so important and like everything you're explaining within the breathwork realm is like that it's really supportive for you as an individual but as you take it out what your children are seeing they're like hey hey mom um I think you need have you thought about doing breathwork I can see and empathize with the fact that you are having some stress but they're not trying to fix it for you they're just giving you an idea and you can take it or not and I love that absolutely and like that's the biggest thing I want to like when I'm talking about parenting I want to emphasize that I'm not at all claiming that I am a perfect mother or like doing it right oh yeah (laughs) no one's perfect I fail all the time and they see me fail all the time but they know I have these skills and I know I have these skills to turn inward reflect to give myself that space to release and let go and not hold on to things Mm -hmm. and uh the fact that I see them embody that too just makes me really excited for their uh for them and for their future right yeah me too I love that well I was curious is breath work like how often would you recommend like a transformative breath work session so a longer one in an ideal world I recommend like once a week if you can carve out 20 minutes for that 20 minute breath work session I think that's perfect if it's once every other week for you if it's once a month like say you pair it with the moon so that you remember to put it in if that works for your schedule and it's not stressing you out to put it in I'd say once a week or to once a month, somewhere in there, that longer session. If you have more time in your schedule and it feels good to your body to do it two or three times a week, that works too. But once a week is definitely enough. And again, one of the biggest things with breathwork is whatever is right for you is enough. Like um, if you can't, if it stresses you out to put something in your schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but you think doing it every Thursday, every, every Thursday is doable for you and relaxing. Cause that's when you have the time, then that's the perfect amount. Does that make is sense? it, is it like dangerous to do seven days a week? Nope, not at all because it's breathing. So breath work is safe. Um, minus a few precautions, which I could run through if we're interested in that, but breath work is safe. And if it's safe for you to do once a week, it's safe for you to do seven days a week. Um, if there's no overdoing it, what I do two hour long sessions a day, not personally, but like I said, there are people who do three hours worth breath work in one day. I, as I already said, I have four kids, so I cannot breathe for multiple hours a day or multiple times a day. However, if it was part of your morning routine, if you're someone who has like a really nice routine that involves, you know, taking some time to center in your body and you did 20 or 30 minutes or even an hour of breath work a day and that works for you and it feels good for you, then that's perfect. Okay. I love it. Okay. I would love for you to share where people can find you because I believe you host some virtual breathworks, but I'm not sure. I know you host in person. So tell us a little bit more and I will put it all in the show notes too. Awesome. Yep. So the best way to find me as of right now is definitely Instagram. That's where I like to be. It's where I like to hang out. I do have other social medias, but I recommend finding me at Instagram at the break breathwork. And like Kelly said, we'll link it in the show notes. I do do virtual sessions, um, virtual classes. Also on another way to access me virtually is if you have a team or group that you'd like me to come in and do a virtual class for. So for example, um, I recently hosted a breathwork session for a book club that had me 
pop on virtually. They all hopped on virtually and we did breathwork for the book club. So if you don't see a class date coming up when you check me out, but you're interested in having your own class or a virtual one-on-one -on -one session, just pop into my DMs and let me know and we can pick a perfect date. I love it. I love that you're hosting for groups too, because that's so cohesive too, and just fun to like bring them together and like a shared shared experience. I'm all about shared experiences, whether it's virtual or in person. Absolutely. Like breathwork helps you deepen your connection to yourself, but it also helps you deepen your connection to others, even if it's all virtual. It's really cool. It's all yes, it's, it's a lot about connection. And it's so fun too to like talk about your experiences afterwards or like what came up for you. And sometimes they're similar, which is fun too. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you'd just like to add about like every little bit that we've talked about? No, except for if you have any other questions about breathwork, I know I didn't share specific patterns or anything you'd like to know more. Definitely let Kelly and I know if after listening to this episode, you have burning questions about breathwork and we will collaborate to get those answered for you. Yay. Um, okay. So we can wrap it up here, but for anyone who is interested in um, when not to do breath work. I thought we could show that at the end. So now. Yes. So if you are pregnant, you don't want to do meditative, those transformative breath work. So if you're pregnant, it doesn't mean you can't do breath work. It does mean you should consult with your doctor or your midwife or whoever you're working with, because we know breathing is actually fantastic for labor and delivery. It's fantastic conditioning. I just would not want you to jump into any old transformative class without guidance from your uh, healthcare provider or whoever your maternal care team is. Um, and if you have a history of brain aneurysm, that's the other one where you really just need to ask your doctor before you do breath work. Other than that, breathwork okay. is safe. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And oh, I'm excited for everyone. Let us know if you do breathwork or if you've done breathwork or reach out to Marcy with any questions. You can also reach out to me and I can get them over to her. Thanks, thank Marcy. You. Thank you so much for hopping on today. I would love to know your favorite takeaway from this episode. You can find me on Instagram at a nourishing place or let me know in your review. Community is so important to me and within a nourishing place. I would love to connect with you further. Sending you so many blessings and so much love.